Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 19. This week, it's all about what to wear on your Royal Caribbean cruise. It's sometimes overlooked, but packing clothes for your cruise is a pretty big aspect of pre-cruise planning, and Royal Caribbean has guidelines about what you can and can't wear. We're going to look at what to pack for your cruise during the day, what to wear during dinner, and what you can do if you don't want to get dressed up at all. Here we go. What you wear on your Royal Caribbean cruise might not seem like a big deal, but there's more to it than you may think. In the old days of cruising, way back when, what you wore on board your cruise was pretty much a formal affair with tuxedos, gowns, and other fluff. These days, however, cruisings relax their standards substantially, and Royal Caribbean is a family cruise line, so they're looking to make things easy and simple for everybody. Let's start with what to wear during the day. Now, on board the ship, or in port for that matter, there aren't a whole lot of guidelines in terms of what to wear. If you're going to be by the pool, then swimwear is fine, and seeing people walking around the ship in their swimsuits is a fairly commonplace thing. For lounging by the pool, try to pack two bathing suits, an extra suit in case the other one is wet, and maybe a pair of casual shoes like flip-flops or sandals. You're also going to need some casual shorts and a couple of t-shirts or a cover-up from getting to and from the pool areas. Otherwise, casual clothing is pretty much dictated by the weather outside that largely determines what people are going to be wearing. For example, Caribbean cruises, you'll often see guests wearing shorts, t-shirts, sandals, and if it's warm enough. Shorts, t-shirts, slacks, trousers, casual skirts, blouses, sundresses, they're all perfectly okay during the day, whether you're on the ship, outside the ship, off the ship, doesn't matter. I know that when I'm on board in the daytime, I like to relax in just, you know, t-shirt and shorts, and somewhere to relax with a view of the water, be it the pool or the ocean. Now, if you're going on a cruise to a colder climate, like maybe a cruise to Alaska or Northern Europe, that may require warmer clothing, but again, that all depends on the weather of your cruise ship. So where you begin to see dress requirements, however, is when you want to go to a specialized facilities on board the ship. At the gym, for example, sneakers and socks are probably most important. Royal Caribbean actually doesn't say that you need to wear them, but anyone who's been to the gym will tell you wearing flip-flops as an example to the gym is not a great idea. If you're going to be going ice skating on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship that has ice skating available to you, then you will need to wear long pants and socks to be able to skate. That's a hard and fast rule, and they make a big deal about that. Now, the largest aspect of discussion in terms of what to wear is, of course, dinner. I think some of you saw this coming. Royal Caribbean does have a dress code for what to wear to dinner depending on when you dine. The main dining room, as well as specialty restaurants, have dress guidelines that determine what you ought to wear to be able to eat there. Now, dress codes on Royal Caribbean ships are a bit vague in the sense that they're posted rules, but ask anyone that's cruised on a Royal Caribbean cruise before, and they'll tell you they've seen plenty of instances where people do not follow the rules, but still admit it. Royal Caribbean calls their dress code guidelines and does say that you can be denied entry to a particular restaurant if you don't follow it. Of course, what the rules are and where exactly the proverbial line in the sand lay with what you can and can't be worn is another discussion. So let's start with the basics. Yes, there is definitely a dress code for dining in the dining rooms aboard Royal Caribbean ships. No question about it. Royal Caribbean defines three distinct categories of dress code that are publicly announced the night before the cruise, although you can usually find out what they are in advance by searching the internet, of course. So the first category is casual. And casual dress code is defined by Royal Caribbean, and I'm quoting here, as, quote, sports shirts and slacks for men, sundresses or pants for women, end quote. This basically means it's clothing that's a step up from what you might be wearing around the ship during the daytime. Often during the day, guests will wear shorts, t-shirts, and other pool-friendly clothing. Casual dress code basically means it should be nicer than that with the suggestions I mentioned earlier. In my experience, I've seen men wearing long pants with polo shirts or khakis or nice jeans, meaning jeans without holes in them, and maybe even a collared shirt. 
For women, I'll often spot skirts, sundresses, maybe even just a nice blouse. The best way I can describe it is you, what you basically wear to visit your grandmother on a holiday, I think. Royal Caribbean's definition is purposely vague because there isn't just one thing you can wear, so it's just a guideline. Now, the next dress category is smart casual. Now, the smart casual dress code is the step up from casual, and Royal Caribbean defines it as, quote, jackets and ties for men, dresses or pantsuits for women, end quote. For men, you basically swap out the polo shirts for collar shirts and add a jacket with a tie. For women, this can be more formal dresses or pantsuits. Smart casual clothing is sort of the clothing you might wear on a religious holiday to a place of worship. The number of smart casual and formal nights, and we'll get to formal nights in a second, is at the ship's discretion. But on a seven-night roller caribbean cruise, there's usually one smart casual night. Frankly, I think it's the hardest category to define being smart casual because you basically need to look at the other categories to really get a sense of where the middle ground is. So let's go to that other aspect, and that's, of course, formal dress. Formal night dress code is the most stringent in terms of formality, hence the name. Royal Caribbean defines formal clothing as, quote, suits and ties or tuxedos for men, cocktail dresses for women, end quote. Formal night clothing is what you would probably wear to a traditional wedding and should be a step up from any other night's clothing. I've seen men wearing tuxedos, but on the vast majority of Royal Caribbean cruises these days, most men opt for two or three pieces suit. You can rent a tuxedo on board your cruise. There is a fee for it, but it's an option so you don't have to pack anything. For women, I think formalize an opportunity to dress up as much as possible with gowns, cocktail dresses, and lots of accessories. Now, if you're wondering about kids, each evening's dress code is expected to be followed by children as well. There's definitely looser rules when it comes with kids, but that isn't to say that kids can wear whatever they want or maybe what they might wear to the pool. There's also a different dress code for specialty restaurants, which supersedes what the main dining room dress code may be. So... Maybe if it's casual dress code on the main dining room, there might be a higher dress code for, say, Chops Grill or Portofino's or Giovanni's Table. Of course, you can always dress up, meaning overdress for these restaurants, by wearing more formal attire, but that's completely up to you. So if you want to wear a tuxedo every night of your cruise, there's nothing wrong with that. No one will deny you entry. Here's the trick if you're looking to help, again, not overpack, is to book a specialty restaurant on a formal night so you only have to dress up formally for one night instead of two. If you're thinking to yourself that you really don't want to dress up for whatever reason, then that's perfectly okay too. You don't have to wear a suit or a long dress to be able to eat dinner on Royal Caribbean cruises. Let's make that very, very clear. And one option available to you is to dine in the Windjamer or other casual restaurant on board. The Windjamer always has a very basic dress code requiring just basically shoes, shirts, and a cover-up if you're wearing a bathing suit. But you can wear tank tops, you can wear shorts, and pretty much anything else that is acceptable to it. There's a very few rules in terms of what you can and can't wear to the Windjamer. Another option to you is to order room service. Don't forget, room service is complimentary before midnight, and you can order some of the same things off the main dining room menu as well as some other options as well. So I think the reason why dress codes are so controversial is because of two questions. A, why should you dress up in the first place? And B, the definition of what is and isn't okay for each category of dress. I'm going to be honest. We're about to venture into some very subjective area right now. So what I'm about to say is largely based on my own opinion, and I'm by no means the arbiter of what is and isn't allowed. Frankly, no one knows for sure, and I'm sure there are dozens of examples of how on one cruise someone saw someone wearing something that wasn't allowed on a different cruise. That being said, the reason why dress codes are there and why you ought to follow them if you want to eat in the dining venues is out of respect to your fellow cruisers, and that's my opinion. Royal Caribbean has the rules out there, whether you agree with them or not, and therefore, it's the law of the land, so to speak. What I mean by respect is I like to think of it like the checkout line at the grocery store. For one thing, lines form at the checkout line, and the reason you don't step in front of somebody that's already in line is because, frankly, it would be rude to cut in front of them. 
Moreover, if you're looking at maybe the checkout line at your grocery store that has the 10 items or fewer line, you know, the cashier there will probably overlook if you have 11 or 12, maybe even 13 items. But personally, I make sure I have 10 or fewer items because it's breaking the rule otherwise. And if someone's behind me with, you know, five or six, I, if I were in that position, I would feel slighted. Again, there are options for you to dine on board if you don't want to dress up. So it's not like the main dining room or Chops Grill are the only places to eat dinner on board your ship. And otherwise, you're out of luck if you don't want to dress up. Not the case at all. I don't think the issue is so much that someone thinks it's okay to wear a tank top and shorts in the main dining room as it is where the line is for what's appropriate. As an example, I think jeans without holes in them are perfectly acceptable for casual nights and maybe even smart casual nights. Jeans are, there's many different kinds of jeans out there these days, and there are definitely what I call dress-up jeans that I feel are perfectly acceptable, but Royal Caribbean doesn't specify jeans in their definition. On the other hand, I don't think shorts are acceptable at any time for dinner, with perhaps the only exception being maybe Bermuda shorts, but even then, I'd waver on it. In fact, Royal Caribbean says shorts, t-shirts, and bathing suits are not appropriate for the dining rooms at dinner. Complicating the issue is the fact that Royal Caribbean doesn't enforce the rules as strictly as you may think. When you see someone wearing something you don't agree with that is appropriate, it's up to the staff to make the determination. What I do is simply make sure that me and my family follow the guidelines for dress codes and try not to worry about what other people are wearing. These days, there are so few opportunities, it seems for me, to get dressed up and, you know, outside of maybe weddings and funerals. So cruising on a Royal Caribbean is a nice excuse to get dressed up. And the other benefit of getting dressed up are the photo opportunities. During the evening, Royal Caribbean photographers are stationed all over the ship to take your photos. It's a great way to take photos that are otherwise hard to come by because, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity to get dressed up as. And, of course, you can take your own photos as well. And in terms of family photos, it really doesn't get much better than this. So whatever you decide to wear, wherever you decide to eat, there are some rules that are in place. But I think that there's plenty of options for everyone and it can be a really fun activity too. Let's get to some of your comments and opinions and questions and feedback. And we're going to start with Twitter today. I want to start with a tweet from Don Harlan, who writes great podcast this week. Thank you, Don. There's also a tweet from Sean Wallace. Great podcast. Found and learned about Next Cruise certificates on the blog. Never knew about those, so thank you. Sean, the Next Cruise certificates are what I do every single cruise. No matter what Royal Caribbean cruise I go on, at some point during the cruise, we'll go to the loyalty officer on board who will fill out a Next Cruise certificate because it's a great way to be able to make our next cruise that much more affordable and it's a great discount as well because you usually get about depending on the category of course $100 on board credit because we usually go for that kind of a level and of course the lower deposit amounts we absolutely love Sean also tweeted us and says did you see that survey from Royal Caribbean polling preference for some crown and anchor possible benefit package and changes sounds interesting Sean I did see that around actually I didn't see the actual email I saw posts about that email it is interesting. You know, what a lot of companies do these days, and Royal Caribbean's included, is they'll send polls and questions like this to their customers with the idea that not necessarily they're going to happen, but just trying to gauge interest or lack thereof by doing so. I know that one of the possible changes that Crown and Anchor Society is looking at is giving Diamond members, instead of getting them free drinks in the Diamond Lounge, to give them credits for free drinks to be used elsewhere on the ship. And I think that's largely related to the Diamond Lounge is becoming very, very crowded, especially for those free drinks that are offered there. So that might have part to do with it. I'll be interested to see if it happens. I think it's actually better to go with the credits than go in the lounge. I mean, I guess if you're sitting in the lounge all day and just drinking your heart's content, well, more power to you. But I would rather be able to get a free drink around the ship, especially like by the pool, for instance, where I would really like the drink. And that way, to me, it gives me more flexibility. 
and you know helps free up that lounge a little bit more so i'm not as you know crowded so that's always good let's go to our email we have an email from iran Maylot, who in reference to one of our older episodes about the best excursions they took he said in barbados his best excursion was the tiami catamaran cruises and i hope i pronounced that correctly and the Tiami Catamaran Cruises are, well, it's a catamaran cruise with some food and drink. I was on their website, which is, I'll put a link in the show notes to their website. It actually looks pretty cool, and um, thank you for the recommendation there. Next, we have an email from Christopher Percy. Great job in explaining the WOW sales program back in episode 18. As you stated, this is not a quote-unquote sale, but booking incentives that are attractive, especially for the new cruiser. Those of us that are veteran cruisers with Royal Caribbean can usually do better with various other incentives to qualify for. We are booked on the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise on Quantum of the Seas in 2015 and look forward to meeting you and the other bloggers in person. Christopher, I am so excited that you booked that Royal Caribbean blog group cruise real quick. We're doing the group cruise on Quantum of the Seas March 21st, 2015, and I'm inviting everybody to join us. Christopher just uh, came through here and booked his cruise on there, so thank you so much, Christopher, for making that a reality. I know some other people are going to be joining us on there. And you know what? I want as many of our listeners and, and blog readers to join us for it because I think it's going to be so much fun to go on this brand new ship together, explore it together. We've got some really fun activities that we've got planned just for people that are booked into the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise package. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be such a fun opportunity, and I want as many of you included as I can. So I'll post the link in the show notes to our Royal Caribbean blog group cruise page where you can get more information. And it will. I, I think it's going to be a really great time. So thank you, Christopher, for booking that. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. And again, I want this podcast to be an interactive experience with input from all of you. So I encourage you to send me your thoughts as you listen to this podcast by tweeting us, posting a message on Facebook, emailing us, or posting a comment on our site. I know that certainly with a topic like dress codes, there's going to be a lot of opinions out there. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about Royal Caribbean's dress code. And in fact, anything we've talked about, even if it goes back to like episode three or, or seven, or even if it's still old, I still want to hear about it, so don't feel bad that if you missed out on emailing us exactly the week after, it's always timely to talk about everything Royal Caribbean. And again, we're doing this podcast for you, our listeners. I really want this to be about you guys. So whatever's on your mind, I want to hear about it. So on Twitter, we are at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can email us, of course, Matt, M-A-T-T, at Royal Caribbean blog.com or call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408 Six Royal Six. Well, that's uh, 408-676-9256. And if we like what we hear, we'll play your voicemails on the show. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.